0: Welcome to the Gregory Diggow podcast. I want to pick up where we left off last week and we're dismantling the psychology of fear. And you'll remember that uh, last week we said fear leaves. In three ways, or for three reasons, at least the reasons we gave last week, fear leaves when you know there's no separation between you and God. Fear leaves. Fear leaves when you know your position in this world, you're seated with Christ, you dismantle fear and the psychology and the mindset of fear when you know there's no separation between you and God. And when you know your position seated with Christ in heavenly places and number three, fear leaves when we know who we are or we dismantle fear, we break its power, we break its stronghold over our minds, over our thoughts, over our lives when we know who we are. So today I want to talk to you about who you are. Where you're going. And how to get there, who you are, where you're going and how to get there. In Ephesians, chapter one, verse 11 in the message Bible, I love this passage, he says it is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for. Long before we first heard of Christ, long before we got our hopes up. He had his eye on us. Guess what? He's got his eye on you. You are the most important thing to God in this world. He had his eye on us. He had designs on us for glorious living. Boy, today, I'm telling you, you are going to come into glorious living. Glory is the manifestation of God's promises, the manifestation of God's water, the, ter- the the water, the manifestation of God's miracles, the manifestation of God's promises. The water turning into wine is the glory of God. When your sickness turns into healing, that's glorious living. When fear turns into faith, that's glorious living. When nighttime turns to day, that's glorious living. When sadness turns to joy, that's glorious living. When your family turns to Jesus. That's glorious living and part of the overall purpose he has and working it out in everything and everyone only in Christ that we find out these two things, who we are and what we're living for. Who we are and what we're living for. And when you know who you are, several things happen. You understand your value when you know who you are. You understand your worth when you know who you are. You understand when you know that you're a son or daughter of God, you understand that you're so valuable to him that he sent his firstborn, Jesus, so that you could become the nextborn, born again, child of God, so that you could come into the family of God. You understand your value when you know who you are, that Jesus would die for you to make you like him that you could become what he was. He became what we were before. He became what we were so that we could become what he was before he became what we were, he became sin so that we could become the righteousness of God. You are now made the righteousness of God in Christ. You're not trying to become righteous. You are the righteousness of God, and no one can take that away from you. And nothing can stop that and nothing can change that. You've been born again into the family of God. Nothing can reverse that. You can't go back into the womb and be unborn again, just like you couldn't go back into the womb and be unborn. Physically, the first time. You understand your value when you know who you are, you get back up when you fall in. When you know who you are, you get back up, you're like, that's not me. Yes, I failed. Yes, I fell. Yes, I blew it, but that's not me. I might have failed, but I'm not a failure. I am who God says I am. you get back up because the righteous man might fall seven times, but he gets back up. When you know who you are, you make decisions that line up with your destiny. You make decisions that line up with your destiny. When you know who you are, you become a creator of things rather than just a consumer of things. Boy, I believe that God's going to give you. If you'll ask him, if you'll open up to him for this, he'll give you business ideas. Even if you already have a job, you already have a career, God's going to give you a business idea. God's going to give you a new idea. God's going to use you to create something, create business, create life, create favor for others to create open doors that no man can close. You're a creator, not just a consumer. You see, when you know who you are, you're made in the image of God, that's powerful. And when you know who you are, you see an extraordinary future. When you know who you are, you see an extraordinary future. You don't see a fearful one. You see that he had his eyes on you from the beginning and he's never taken his eyes off of you. And he never will. When you know who you are, you'll be able to exercise your authority over life, over devils, over fear, over anxiety, over sickness, over disease. Over sadness, over sorrow, you remember in Acts 1915 we talked about this, the guys that in verse 14 it says that the, the sons of Sceva. They were trying to cast out the demons out of this man. And it says they were sons of Sceva, they were Jewish exorcists and they attempted. Look at what it says in verse 13, and they attempted to name over those who had evil spirits, the name of the Lord Jesus. They attempted, but they failed. They tried to name the name of Jesus over the those who had evil spirits, saying, I adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. See, here's the thing. When they said, I adjure you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches, it shows that they had no personal knowledge of Jesus. They had no personal knowledge of who he was. To them, he was only the Jesus whom Paul preached. I don't want you to know just the Jesus who I preach. I want you to know the Jesus. Yes, know the Jesus that I'm preaching about, but I want you to know him for yourself. God wants you to know him for yourself. These guys, they only. Knew about the Jesus whom Paul preached, they didn't have a personal knowledge or relationship with him. They spoke his name tentatively. They kind of attempted Well, maybe in the name of the Jesus who Paul preaches, right? It was an experiment to them. They were imitating Paul when they did this. They were identified as sons of Sceva because they didn't know they were sons of God, because when you don't know who Jesus really is, you won't know who you really are, for it's only in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for. Now, you think about that verse 16 says when they when the verse 15, when the demon responded back, this is where we landed and ended last time. And the spirit said, I recognize Jesus, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. But who are you? Remember when Jesus said to Peter, who do people say that I am? They gave all the answers and then Jesus said, but who do you say I am? And Peter said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, I've shared this with you before. I want you to hear this again. And Jesus said, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. Simon Barjona, that's who you used to be, but my father in heaven revealed that to you. And now you're Peter, he changed his name. Jesus changed his name right there on the spot, because once Peter knew who Jesus was. You're the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus revealed to Peter who he was. But see, these guys. The evil spirit recognized Jesus and he knows about Paul. Jesus, I know the devil said, uh, Paul, I know. But Who are you? And the man on whom the evil spirit was leaped on them. Subdued them overpowered them and they fled. They ran in fear. They lived in fear. The devil ran them out. The devil stripped them of what they had comes to steal, kill and destroy. And he left the house naked and wounded. These guys left these sons of Steve left the house naked and wounded. We're not leaving the house naked and wounded. We're coming to the house and we're getting healed and clothed clothed and healed. And anybody that comes to the house of God gets clothed with righteousness. When you come to Jesus, you get clothed in righteousness and you get healed by his stripes. But I want you to see that we don't have to live running like these guys ran. We don't have to be subdued and overpowered like these guys were. Why was all that? Because. They didn't have a clear understanding of who they were because they didn't know who Jesus really was. They were tentative. We think he's, you know, it's the Jesus, the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. No, you got to know who he is. He is the Christ, the son of the living God, the first and the last, the Alpha and Omega beginning and the end, the beautiful savior. That's who he is. And he's your blood brother because by his stripes, by his blood, you are made a part of his royal family. Nothing's going to overpower you when you understand that devil can't overpower you. Devil's under your feet. We talked about many times before. You're not running in fear. You're running in faith. You're not running from the devil. He's running from you. The Bible says in James 4:7, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. He's the one running. We're not on the run. He's on the run when you know who you are, when you know who you are. You see warped perception, warped perceptions of ourselves limit us. But clear understanding of who we are liberates us and empowers us. They say studies show seventy five percent to ninety five percent of illnesses that plague us today are a direct result of our thought life. What we fear comes upon us. We're thinking negative. What we think about affects us physically and emotionally. It's an epidemic of toxic emotions. We're seeing toxic emotions play out in people that are not ruled by thought, but by emotion and by pain. And God wants to heal the pain so that you're not ruled by it. People are being fooled by their pain, ruled by their pain. And God wants you to be healed from it. You know, the average person has 30,000 thoughts per day, at least through an uncontrolled thought life. We create conditions in our soul for illness, for fear and anxiety. We make ourselves sick. Literally research shows that fear all on its own triggers more than fourteen hundred known physical and chemical responses in our bodies that activate more than 30 different hormones. It just throws your system off. So there are intellectual and medical reasons to get our thinking straight regarding who we are. And Ephesians 1:11, it is only in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for. You know. What we're really doing when we come to church, when we when we listen to God's word, all our daily breads, all our moments on Wednesday, all our Sunday mornings. We're rewiring our brains by reversing the human nature of measuring ourselves by our behavior, by our feelings, by our habits, by our fears. instead of measuring ourselves by our fears and by comparing ourselves to others, we see ourselves through God's point of view. I'm here to repeat to you over and over again God's point of view about you. The devil's doing a good job pointing out the world's point of view of you or your point of view from your past, from your pain, from whatever mistakes you've made. But I'm here to remind you of who God says you are. I'm here to hold up the mirror of God's word and say, look at this mirror. And like you heard me say many times before, instead of mirror mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? We say mirror mirror in this book. Tell me how I really look. This is who you are. Everything you read about Jesus and the Holy Spirit, you have the same spirit you're made in his image when you're born again. It's so precious and so powerful. We're renewing our minds. We're not focusing on getting rid of bad thoughts. We're getting more importantly. We're really reversing backward thoughts, wrong ways of seeing ourselves. You understand? It's not just oh, get rid of bad, you know, bad thoughts or bad feelings. It's it's, it's renewing our mind to God's way of thinking, not just a thought, but His way of thinking. Um, we've thought backwards. I call it backward thinking. For example, when we pray, we usually start by praying for what we don't have rather than thanking God for what we do have. You see, it's backward thinking. We're starting with what we don't have. We're starting with who we're not. Oh, I'm not this enough. I don't have this enough. And what we need to do is we need to we need to pray with an attitude of remembering who we are. Therefore, we are empowered to use our authority and remembering what Jesus has done for us. Therefore, We go to the throne of grace. We live that throne life. We've been talking about for several weeks ago and months. We live that throne life where we can go boldly to the throne of his grace. anytime. stop in any moment you're in pain, in any moment you're confused. In any moment you feel bad, in any moment you feel condemned, go to him. The blood has made the way. Just go to him, receive his mercy, receive his grace. So often we're negative. It becomes a habit of thinking and it just permeates no matter what's going on around us, we turn it into something negative sometimes rather than no matter what's going on around us, we need to see it as positive. We instead of looking at life is happening to you, you need to start looking at life like life is happening for you. Remember, we talked about turning the two into a four. life is instead of life is happening to me. Negative life is happening for me positive instead of seeing things negative. No matter what happens in your life, you see it negative. Reminds me of the guy. Some of you heard me talk about the guy who was always negative towards his wife. And one morning she prepared him a beautiful breakfast, but he took one look at it and complained and he said, you scrambled my eggs, woman. I wanted them over easy. The next day she made another beautiful breakfast. This time she made sure to make them over easy. Of course, he took one look and said, I thought I told you I like my eggs scrambled. The next day she knew how to solve it. She made breakfast with one egg scrambled and one egg over easy. The husband took one look at the plate and said, what's the matter with you, woman? You scrambled the wrong one. You scrambled the wrong one. Every situation he saw as negative. And we got to shift that to look at everything in a way that God's going to turn it around, something good coming out of something bad. Light is coming out of darkness, speaking light when we see darkness, speaking faith, when we feel fear, speaking the love of God, when we feel fear. Well. Anything good that is going to happen in our life starts with getting our minds on who we already are and what we already have. Something we'll come back to another time. You have to know where you came from. I want to show you something very powerful here in Genesis chapter one, verse twenty seven. It says God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him. Watch this now. And God blessed them and said, be oh, God created man in his own image in the image of God. He created him male and female. I don't want I don't want you to miss that male and female. He created them. And God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. You know, demons are living things that move on the earth. And he said, they had dominion over those demons. They didn't exercise it. You might not be exercising your authority over demons, but you have authority and dominion over demons. Can anybody say amen to that? And I want you to see something in this passage of scripture, if you can continue to look at verse twenty seven and twenty eight, because I want you to see five things from this verse about you. This is who you are. I want you to understand Ready? I want you to understand number one, your ancestry. I want you to understand number two, your identity. I want you to understand number three, your equality. I want you to understand number four, your destiny. And I want you to understand number five, your authority. I want you to understand from this passage of scripture, he lays out for us five things about us. You know, so many people do the ancestry.com and they do the the different DNA tests, me and twenty three or, you know, us four and no more or whatever those tests are. They tell people what their ancestor, what who their ancestors were. Somebody reached out to me recently, I think two or three weeks ago and said, I'm related to your mother and she's never known. I don't think she knows me. I did the test. I came up with the same results she did. And can you introduce me? And so I tried to get them, you know, connected somehow. I don't know if it's accurate or not, but. But, um, We have to understand our ancestry. Our identity. Our equality. Our destiny and our authority, they're all in this verse. They're all in this verse. Watch this. So he says our ancestry verse twenty seven. God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he them, male and female. He created them. In the in his image, he created him male and female. He created them. The him and the them is the same. When God created man, it's man and woman, it's male and female. And he took the female out from the male, ultimately, as you know how the story goes. But I want you to see something first is our ancestry. God created you. You're from God. You're God's idea. You were in your God's dream. I want you to say that, say, I'm God's idea. I'm God's dream. This is our ancestry. We've got to know no matter who you came from lineage in your lineage, physically, spiritually. You are God's. You are from him. You are made like him. You are in his image. And you are you look like him on the inside. Our ancestry, it's so important that we understand. We're from God. You know, in the, the, new, the New Testament version of this is Second Corinthians 517. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creature, the old things passed away, all things have become new. But number one, I want you to understand your ancestry. And we see Jesus restores everything that Adam and Eve lost. They had their ancestry from God. They became children of the devil. They had their identity made in the image of God and they lost their identity of who they really were. And they took on the fear nature and the self uh, conscious nature and the inferiority nature and the identity crisis nature. And they had equality. But they began to subjugate one another and try to dominate one another. After Adam and Eve sinned, they had a destiny, but it was derailed after Adam and Eve sinned. They had authority. But they lost it after Adam and Eve sinned. Jesus came not just to save us from sin and make a way for us to go to heaven, but to restore to us these five essential ingredients of who you are. What you're living for. And how to get there. So let's go through them again, these five. Number one, from this passage of scripture in Genesis one, twenty seven and twenty eight, we find our ancestry We're from God. We were his idea. You're his dream. Secondly, we find our identity. He's made us in his image. We don't identify with failure. We don't identify with defeat. We identify with the image of God. We're not made in the image of the devil. When you're born again, you're made in the image of God. You're not just human you're a new creature in Christ. This is our identity. And then he tucks in here something that I call our equality. He made them created him male and female. He created them. You see, from the beginning, it was not man. First and then woman in the beginning, they were the same in one And then he. Put pulled the one from the other and they became man and woman. But I want you to see there's equality here, even like history has destroyed the memory of how God actually created us with equality and we're dealing with. And I don't think we could just move on away from this subject of equality. Because I think what's happened is over a few weeks and a few months, we've lost the sight of the real issue that Jesus brings equality to all. And we're taking it out and trying to fight a battle physically. Where the battle is really spiritually, if we would understand Jesus came to restore. Our ancestry to God to restore our identity to his image and to restore our equality both to one another and to him. He put us with him as he is. So are we in this world? Jesus is the cure to discrimination and racism. There's no group, no matter what you call whatever groups, whatever extreme organizations are out there, they're not going to bring equality. No one can bring you equality except Jesus. No one could bring me equality except Jesus. I get it. There's many layers of this of this discrimination. There's many layers of of inequalities that are in our world. But this is why we can't allow ourselves to identify with our color, our politics, our ideologies of how things should be run in this world. God's kingdom is such is so much above that. And we are seated with him and we need to live from that place, knowing that we equally are seated with Christ in heavenly places. And we live from that point of view. When you see that about yourself and about others, you no longer are a person who feels inferior or insecure or superior to anybody else. Even Jesus does not exercise superiority though he could. He says, sit with me. I'm making you one with me. The father loves you as much as he loves me. I'm giving you the same spirit that that I have. I'm giving you the same anointing. I'm giving you the same wisdom. I'm giving you the same promises. I'm giving you the same inheritance equality. Wow. Here it is in the very beginning. Jesus came to take us back to the beginning, the original condition, and then take us forward into our destiny. Both here in this life and in the one to come. Galatians three twenty eight says there's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither slave nor free man, there's neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ. You see how Jesus is the one who solves the discrimination problem, the racial problem, Remember, we said God spoke to me early on in the pandemic. Differences are not divisions. We have to celebrate our differences. But we must not tolerate those differences to turn into divisions. That's why church family is the solution that the world is looking for, because here we have equality that everybody seeks. throughout the Bible, we see God elevates women, God elevates blacks, God elevates brown, God elevates all the nations, makes everybody equal in him, in him, man. Well, if I could drill down on that, you you would it would blow your mind. I think we we did it on a daily bread. Maybe we'll do it again and we'll drill down more on Women in scripture, blacks in scripture, browns in scripture. Everybody's in there, man. We're all one in Christ. If you belong to Christ, you're Abraham's descendants, You're Abraham's seed. Verse twenty nine says your heirs according to the promise. Amen. Whew. Listen. He started us out in Genesis one twenty seven and twenty eight with our ancestry. Right with our identity, then with our equality. And then here we have our destiny. He says, be fruitful and multiply. Our destiny is to be fruitful. You're created for increase. You're created to be fruitful. You're created to produce harvests in your life. You're created to multiply the good that's inside of you. You're created to be a multiplier. You're created to be a creator. You're created to be an increaser. You're created to fill the earth. You're created to subdue it. You're created to rule. You're created to experience the abundance that God has put in this life, and He's put all the greatest treasures inside of you. In the same way in this earth, there's so many great treasures in the physical earth. There's gold, there's oil, there's silver, there's diamonds. There's so much underneath in the surface as you dig and you were put you were formed from the dust of the ground. And then God breathed the spirit into you. Do you realize what What glorious treasures inside of you. We're going to have glorious living because there's glorious treasure on the inside of you. Spiritually, there's gold, there's silver, there's power, there's anointing, there's blessing, there's authority, there's destiny. Be fruitful and multiply. That's your destiny. And then take dominion over this earth. That is your authority. You see, now we understand all five of these things are in the beginning. Few verses of Scripture with God's original intention for man. Here's your ancestry. You're from me. Here's your identity. You're in my image. Here's your equality, male and female. There's nothing else. It's all either male or female. Color is all mixed in there. We're the rainbow coalition, gang. God's rainbow. Here we have our destiny be fruitful and multiply. And here we have our authority. Take dominion. Rule. Rule. Have dominion. Have dominion. You got dominion over the devil. You have dominion and authority over fear. You have dominion and authority over depression. You have dominion and authority. Listen, you can exercise your dominion over depression by speaking to it. But there's nothing wrong with exercising your authority uh, over depression with a prescription. If that's what's happening in your brain. Either way, you're still exercising your authority over it. Whoa! if we could get that. If we could understand that, we'd stop be asking, well, if I if I take a medication, I must not be having any faith. No. Take dominion, whether it's through a piece of medicine or a piece of your words and and you start with your words. And if you got to add anything to it, go for it. God doesn't look down on that. He's, that's that's man's religion. That's not. It's not about that. It's about God. God created healing in every way. Healing comes through laying on of hands. Healing comes through speaking the word. Healing comes through the anointing of oil. Healing comes through eating the right foods. Healing comes through vitamins. Healing comes through a lot of things. A lot of ways. It's all from God. Got to know these five things. Your ancestry. I'm from God, I'm his dream. I'm his idea. You got to know your identity. You're made in his image. When you look in the word of God, you're you're looking at a picture of who you really are in Christ. You got to know your equality. He made us all equal. No one's under no one's over. We're all seated with him in heavenly places. You got to understand your destiny is to be fruitful. He created you to be a creator, to be a producer, to be a multiplier, to bear fruit to win souls, to pray and see prayers answered, to go to work and succeed, to have an idea and bring it to pass. You're fruitful. It's your destiny to bring souls into the kingdom through your giving, to bring souls into into your into the kingdom through prayer, to bring souls into the kingdom by sending them the link on our website to salvation, sending them the link to understand the gospel. You 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 you're fruitful and you're Your destiny includes reaching people. Your destiny includes me. My destiny includes you. We're in it together. And we have to understand how to walk in our authority. We have dominion. We have authority over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means injure us if we understand who we are and what authority that God has given us. Jesus restored all five of those things that Adam and Eve gave over to the devil all five of those things in Genesis one twenty seven and twenty eight, all five of those things Adam and Eve gave over to the devil and all five of those things Jesus took back from the devil when he conquered death, went down to hell, grabbed those keys, said, give me those keys I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I'm the first and the last. I now hold the keys of hell and death. And then he gives us that authority and says, now go cast out devil. Go lay hands on the sick. Win souls for Jesus. Mo- multiply and increase and take dominion over fear. Take dominion over anxiety. Take dominion over fear, over worry. Take dominion over your family strife. Take dominion over that. You're called to rule, not rule the person, rule over the anger. Whew. It'll set you free when you understand Jesus has restored these five things to you. Now, we're going to close with a moment of celebration and knowing who we are. We're more than conquerors. We're the head and not the tail. We're above and not beneath. We're blessed coming in and we're blessed going out. You're a joint heir with Jesus. What does uh, it say in first Peter two, verse nine? It says you are a royal priesthood. A chosen race. We are a chosen race. What race? Believers. It's not white, black, yellow, red, brown. What race? Believers. He chose you. Maybe nobody else chose you. Don't worry about it anymore. He chose you. We're a chosen race. We're a royal priesthood, kings and priests. We're a holy nation. We're a people. For God's own possession and glory so that we will proclaim the excellencies of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. For you once were not a people, but now you're the people of God. You hadn't received mercy, but now you've received mercy. That's who you are. That's who we are. But maybe you haven't received this mercy yet and you haven't become the people of God yet. Let's pray together right now. Father, thank you. If you're not sure you're going to heaven when you die. Pray this with me out loud. Just pray this heavenly father. I invite Jesus Christ into my life as my savior and Lord. I believe Jesus died for my sins. And rose from the dead. From this moment forward, I am a child of God. If you prayed that prayer today, congratulations, you just You just became a royal priesthood, a chosen race, a holy nation. You became a son or daughter of God. Congratulations, the greatest thing in this world is to be his child and to spend eternity with him. Oh, there is a heaven and there is a hell because you just received Jesus Christ as your savior and Lord. There's no hell in your destiny, just heaven. Now go and tell somebody. Can we just lift our hands and just sing hallelujah again as we close our worship with? Just lift your hands and say hallelujah. 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 My King. Come on, let's tell him. I'll tell out loud say i know my ancestry i am from god i am god's idea i know my identity i am made in his image i know my equality i am one with christ and with one another i know my destiny to be fruitful to multiply to be a creator to be an innovator to be a producer And I know my authority. I will take dominion over fear. I will take dominion over worry. I will take dominion over anxiety. I will take dominion over sickness. I will take dominion over my emotions. I will take dominion over my thoughts. I will take dominion over the devil in Jesus name. Now go in faith and go with joy and go knowing who you are and we will see you at our next service. I love you guys. Everything is going to be all right. God bless.